0: I doubted myself when I first started in this space and I was forced to learn how to do this myself now when I started there was no google there was no h Mm -hmm. there was no like youtube for Mm -hmm. you know figuring out like you know 15 years ago there was none of that really not really not in this Mm -hmm. not the way it is now right and so I doubt.
1: All right, guys, I am so excited for today's interview. I am interviewing April Chamberlain. She is a blogger that um, I became acquainted with on Instagram. Her blog is amazing, and she is going to be our guest today. Before I introduce her, I wanted to share a little bit about her because she is like a DIYer after my own heart because that is a love of mine as well. I haven't had as much opportunity to do that, um in the past couple of years but trust and believe welcome to the ceo mindset podcast whether you're the ceo of your life your profession or your business it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals i'm andrea patrick your host and this podcast is the number one place to get tips and techniques for working smarter not harder using personal branding and authenticity now hit the subscribe button, be prepared to leave a comment or review, and let's get started with today's topic. When I first got started in my marriage and my husband and I purchased our first home, DIYing was the jam because I could get things for a little amount of money but make them look beautiful. And so that is how April and I are intertwined, kindred spirits, if you will. So let me just tell you a little bit about her. April is a busy mom of four with her first grandchild on the way. She runs a successful blog, aprilcolleen.com, where she shares how to turn the house you have into the home you want. On her blog, she shares large and small home projects, her extensive DIY knowledge with her readers, as well as life hacks and general lifestyle inspo. Does that not sound like something that you want to get tapped into? I'm so excited to chat with her today. We're going to find find out a lot about how she got started, how she stays motivated, all the things that you want to know if you want to have a CEO mindset, right? She's constantly evolving, I'm sure, because DIYing is a learning process. You have to learn how to do these things. And I'm sure she's open to failing because sometimes DIYs just aren't great they just don't turn out the way you want them to so she's definitely open to those things she's going to be a wealth of information today so let's get started with this interview with April Chamberlain okay okay so as promised we have April Chamberlain on the podcast we are so excited to have you April thank you so much for being here first of all
0: oh thank you so much for having me it's just an honor to be with you today
1: I'm so excited to talk to you. As I said in my um, intro, I am a fellow DIYer, okay? My husband and I, when we got married 27 years ago. You know, we purchased our first home. We couldn't afford, we could afford the home, but like to like furnish it with all new, you know, furniture was not in the budget. So I found mm-hmm. myself like just in every resale shop and Goodwills and Salvation Armies. And I was finding pieces and I, have to tell you, I found some of the best pieces of furniture doing that. And then I was able to, you know, put my spin on it, have it reupholstered, you know, and it just, I still have that furniture. I still have a lot of that furniture. And, um, so anyway, you, you and I have that in common as well as the cheerleading thing. Yeah. You are quite beautiful, so I can definitely see you as a cheerleader. I like to say Hello. I'm kind of cute myself.
0: So I... You're very cute. You are <laughs> very you. cute yourself.
1: <laughs> I was a high school cheerleader. You have me because you were a professional football player. You were a professional football cheerleader. So
0: yeah, I don't know about playing football. Yeah,
1: you didn't play, <laughs> but you, you, you cheered them on professionally. That's pretty yeah. awesome. I'll say. So listen, let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit of something about yourself that wasn't in your bio. We know you're a mom. We know you're expecting your first grandchild,
0: but what else yes. is going on? Oh gosh. Well, something that is not mentioned in my bio is that I never picked up a tool until I had to. <gasps> so in, you know, in the little backstory for us is that we, We lost every, we had the house we wanted. We had the home of our dreams, our four children, and we, our business was lost in the crash of 09. So we Mm. lost everything in 09 along with many, many others. And it was real a really devastating time. And that was a turning point for me because I had, in order to have a home that I wanted, I had to learn how to create it myself because Mm. We were moving for various jobs for my husband, and we were just in this cycle of um you know grasping on and holding on and just trying to get through things and so in order for me to have the home I wanted, I had to create it myself and so until then, until you're forced to kind of think about what you really want mm. um you know you don't you don't know your capabilities, you don't know what you're capable of so that really surprised me. I surprised myself and I never turned back. I never looked back.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. And I think it's so important for other people to hear because a lot of people have to start over. Yeah. But there's a stigma around it, right? They think it's something mm-hmm. to be ashamed of. I actually think it's something to, you know, once you've done it, right? Not in the middle of it because you don't want to have to do it. But when you have overcome it, it's something to be proud of and it makes you stronger. So it
0: really does. And it unlocks potential that I never knew that I had Mm -hmm. within me. And so that's kind of, that's my, a little piece of my bio that nobody has. I love
1: it. It's a great, (laughs) it's a great lesson for us all. I appreciate that. And I think that kind of leads us into the next question about how you define intentional living, like how to live intentionally based on that piece of information you just shared with us. I'm sure that contributes to your desire to make every moment, to make every decision, everything count. So tell us a little bit about what living intentionally means to you?
0: Absolutely. So to me, living intentionally means, uh, well, there's two parts to it. One is not to look backwards, because if you're Mm -hmm. constantly looking backwards at what you had or what you wanted or what you didn't get, um, I think that there's a lot of missed uh, things that are in front of you, directly in front of you, right in your your vision, and your windshield, I guess, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, so I think it's really important uh, to wake up every day looking forward and not looking backwards. And I love Neil Hasarika, um with his two-minute mornings. I don't know if you've heard about him, but he has three intentions that he sets every day. And number one is, I will let go of. Number two is, I am grateful for. And number three is, I will focus on. And that just really helps set yourself up for success. So I think that that last one. Oh, sure. I will focus on. So picking one thing and focusing on it for the day makes you feel like you've been really productive rather than looking at a list of a 100 things that you have to do. Um, You know, you could say I could do or I should do. But setting the intention of I will do and then accomplishing that just sets intention for your day. I so agree with that. And
1: I was a bad, bad intention setter last year. Not necessarily intention setter, but I was bad at feeling like I had to accomplish a long list of things. I was very intentional about achieving the things or, or getting the things done. And I actually prided myself on being able to do so much in a day. And at the end of last year, when I looked at, okay, you did all these things, what did you actually accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I realized that my focus had been on the wrong thing. And I was not, I was being intentional about getting things done, but I wasn't being atten- intentional about making sure those things were towards the goal I have for the year. And yeah, I think that's an easy trap. It is. And 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 I love these prompts. And I'm definitely going to add those um, in the notes because people need to have that, that information. I think that's great. So in doing that, let's think about what advice you might have for living thoughtfully then. If we're li- if we're living intentional, reading your information and and like really paying attention to your blog and everything, I you know, these two things, living intentionally and living thoughtfully are things, you know, throughout. Mm-hmm. So what advice can you give us to actually live
0: thoughtfully? Well, for me, living thoughtfully means thinking of others. Mm. Thinking of the actions, how the actions that I take are, are uh, affecting the people around me. And for me, mostly it's my family, it's my children, it's my husband. So creating a home that is a refuge for them and a respite for myself, really, um, you know, I, I consider that to be thoughtful living.
1: That is so good. One of the things that I when I'm teaching and coaching, is it, I try to talk about harmonious living because I think we get so wrapped up in achieving the goal with work or with our business and then being the good mom at home and the good homemaker. And we think of those things as separate entities that are done in a linear fashion, but they're not. They're done together. Like you're a mom while you work, you're at work you're a mom, you know, even if you have to do the Zoom, maybe your kid's at home thick or whatever, you, you can't separate yourself really from the two things. And I'm, when I say separate yourself, I mean, from a personality standpoint, from a way you tackle things standpoint, you are who you are and you're going to approach various situations very similarly. And I think what you're saying by having a refuge at home and living thoughtfully, you do have to keep that in mind. You have to think, okay, Who am I? Why do I do the things that I do the way that I do them? What are my triggers? What is going to be a stumbling block that's going to prevent me from achieving this thing? How does my home life affect who I am or how do I affect my home life? You know, and having Mm -hmm. that intentional thinking. Mm -hmm. Right. I think Mm -hmm. is contributing to this ability for you to make your home a refuge, for you to to be thoughtful about how you engage your family and how you um, manage your time, you know, with relationship to your business or your job and your family. Right. I think creating, like you said, this this thoughtful living or living thoughtfully is about taking all of these things into account as well and and really operating in your truth. Right.
0: Absolutely. And, and for me in the DIY space, it's, and the home space, it's for me always, how can I make this environment that my family mm-hmm. is really meaningful for them? And how can I contribute to, uh, this family in a meaningful and thoughtful way? And so for me in this space, it's creating, um, rooms that they thrive in, mm-hmm. so, you know, their own little world that they can thrive in and then making sure that the chaos is minimized in our living spaces and being organized. And it's not, I'm not perfect. It's not all the time. I do struggle with, uh, you know, wanting perfection and actually achieving it. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, I'm still trying we to, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I just think that for me in the home space, it, that is what drives me for my family. It's creating these places that we can enjoy to this time and that are beautiful to look at, that are calm to be in. So that's what it is for me.
1: I love that. And I think what you're saying is valuable in that the thoughtful living or the living thoughtfully is applicable to your space. And in your instance, it is the DIY, the home, making the home, you know, safe and comfortable for your family. And for those that you work with on the side or your customers and even in your blog, when you're sharing this information with people, the idea is to share with them. How can you take your space and make it comfortable appreciating the people that are going to be in them?
0: Absolutely. 100 percent. You hit the nail on the head. I that love exact, It is exactly what drives me. Yeah, I love that. And and the fact that the way you put it is. Is not all you
1: put it specific to what you do, but the premise of it stands for no matter what someone does, it's being thoughtful about the area that you're working in. In your case, it's living thoughtfully. Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, I can still talk about. Um, my client work and doing that in a thoughtful manner. It's Mm -hmm. about just thinking about the person or the company or the business or the entity that you're working with and being mindful of their needs and trying to accommodate those,
0: right? Yep. Being mindful, (laughs) intentional, thoughtful, those all go hand in hand. And I think it's really important to be present with all Mm -hmm. of those things. I think with with whoever you're talking to, whether it be a customer or your family or a friend, I think that um, living with those three intentions is really important to focus on the person that's in front of you or the people that are in front of you at that moment.
1: I do too. And I think too, and and I, I just love everything that you just said, because authenticity plays a part in that as well. And you can do these things that you're talking about and that thinking of someone else. Right. When you don't have a selfish attitude, when you aren't Mm -hmm. doing things just for, you know, uh, self gain, you know, you know. And so when you are thinking about this in terms of any other industry, whether it's you are an interior decorator and you're working with your family, whether you're a marketing person and you're working with a client, whether you're in, you know, you're a contractor and you're working and building a home, keeping in mind the needs of someone else, Mm -hmm. thinking about someone else that requires you to be you know, to have filled your own cup, I think, because so often we become selfish when we're not getting our own needs met. And so then it's like, okay, well, I need to get this thing. So I'm going to, you know, jack my price up, or I'm just Mm -hmm. going to cut short cut corners because I need to do this. That's not being thoughtful. And um, so filling your own cup up first, I think would be very helpful in being able Mm -hmm. to live this way so that you can then, you're no longer trying to fill a void, but you're trying to fill someone else. And does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. I think that <laughs> the best way to fill your own cup is actually to pour yourself into others.
1: Mm, so mm-hmm. good. So yeah, good. It I takes the attention that. after you, off, off of you, right? Like, yeah, like,
0: exactly. Not just yeah, about I, you. I think it's very beneficial for you when you can fill someone else's cup. You know, when you, uh, provide for a charity or when you provide for your family or you, you know, you're pouring into a child who really needs you at that moment, uh, or a friend, I think that it inadvertently fills your own cup and that makes you able to pour more into others as you go. So yeah, you find the gratitude on
1: itself, right? Mm -hmm. You find the gratitude and the things that you once would complain about and be frustrated by become less of an issue because you see that someone else's need is so much greater than yours. And so when you pour into, I definitely get that as well. I do. That is perfectly, that's true. Okay. Now, The term DIY means do it yourself, okay? Now, yes. how do you think it applies to actually achieving goals? I, oh, I
0: think that- Go ahead, go ahead so I'm sorry. Just, I was just gonna say um, my my uh, view on that is that through DIY, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you can get what you want with hard work mm. and determination. And no matter what you're trying to achieve, if you put in hard work, and you're determined you can do whatever you want, and you can do it yourself
1: absolutely yeah and and I put this question in here because I know there are people out there who want to do something like you did, take a passion that they have, turn it into something that is helpful to other people, and they're not just holding on to themselves, they want to monetize it, maybe grow a business with it, and they you know, might be discouraged because they, you know, don't even know where to get started. They don't. And I think that doing it yourself component gives you the fuel you need to go find these answers and not wait on someone to give them to you and be okay with the failing piece of it. Mm-hmm. That's what I find so um, important and so uh, amazing about, you know, the DIY process because you go into it already with, with the knowledge that I might not get this right. This might not turn <laughs> yeah. out the way <laughs> I see it done on HDTV. But you right. go into that with the mindset already, right? You're not, you don't have high expectations of this is going to be something worthy of, you know, a new home sale, right? So you you already start <laughs> off with, I could possibly not do a great job, but I'm going mm-hmm. to be excited about what I come up with because I didn't even know how to do it. Like, this isn't my thing, but I'm learning how to do it.
0: And no matter what, you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. You're going to grow through your failure. So even if you do fail, you're going to go th- grow through it. You've learned a new skill. You've learned Something that you shouldn't do. You've learned maybe that hey, this shouldn't be my space that I'm in because I don't really enjoy it. You know, (laughs) I think that you're always going to grow through the failure. It's really, really important to try. It's just really important to try. And it's really no matter what. Yeah, and it's really important
1: not to skip the fail because, like you said, you you grow from the fail. And I have to say, I'm guilty of this. I did when I first started my business. I I thought everything had to be perfect, and I thought. Mm -hmm that, you know, I couldn't transition, I couldn't change my mind, I had to stay the course, because I told people I was going to do this, and if it didn't work out, then there's something wrong with me, and you know, and and I was afraid to, well, failing just wasn't an option, I just refused to do it, it wasn't going to happen to me, and that put so much pressure on me, it put Mm -hmm. so much strain, and I just was not a happy camper, because I was afraid people were going to look at me differently, and you know,
0: you have to be able to fail to move forward. So, mm-hmm. and, and I think you're right on failures. You know, some people might consider them failures. Some people might consider them setbacks. I consider them growth opportunities. So, growth
1: opportunities. Yeah. I love that. That is so good. I think this this podcast episode alone should help so many people because can you imagine? Like we're at the beginning of the year at the time of this recording, and so many people had different, you know, resolutions for the year, or they've set goals to mm-hmm. start something new or finish something that they started. And maybe there's fear around that failure. And I think hearing this and knowing that it's an opportunity for growth, it's not a failure not opportunity to, you know, get it right, you know, so now let's transition back over to this cheerleading situation that we have (laughs) Okay. as cheerleaders, you and I, you know, um, we are very good at motivating other people, getting them to, you know, get being their cheerleader, helping them succeed. What is it that you do to stay motivated?
0: I really try to remember my place. In this world, I try to remember that i'm I'm a light. So there's so much negativity and so mm. so many things going on in our society that just, um, whether it be bullying online, trolling of people trolling other people, just being plain mean, you've got lots of unrest and unsettled people in our society, in our country, in our world. Mm-hmm. I just have to remember that there has to be light and I'm one of those places of light. And so that inspires me to go out there and just shine bright mm-hmm. and hopefully inspire those around me um, to not feel, you know, so down upon by the negativity out mm-hmm. there
1: and it's, a it's lot my little it. corner
0: yeah i it's love my, it. Little, my little so corner listen, of the internet that can be happy <laughs> if you're listening to this
1: podcast head over to april so that you can get some of this light in all of this darkness um i highly highly recommend so head over there do <laughs> not walk run right now and get you some of that light everyone okay what are a few things um that we can do to make our space um, pretty practical living? How can we achieve pretty practical living? First, explain what that is and then tell us how we can achieve it.
0: Pretty practical living is a tagline on my blog. And I chose it because I think that you can live practically and also live beautifully. Pretty. Yeah, pretty. Uh, so I think that, you know, Living pretty can encompass a lot of different things. I think being beautiful is a lot of different things, in a, and you can be beautiful or have a beautiful space in a lot of different ways, um, whether you're like decluttering or doing DIY or creating a more cohesive space uh, that your family can thrive in. I think there are a lot of ways to be pretty, and I also think that there are a lot of ways to be practical about going about it. I mm. do I do some pretty large DIY projects, mm-hmm, um, but I think that no matter the size of the project or whatever you're doing, I think you can do it in a practical way. You know, for instance, I'm sitting in my uh, my library in my home when I built myself, and um, it was more practical for me to build it myself than to hire somebody to come and do mm. it. And, but it's still really beautiful. So it, it 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 encompasses beauty and practicality. practicality mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a few
1: examples of some things that we can change in our space to achieve this. What is it? Pretty practical living,
0: of course. So number one, I would say, is to remove clutter and organize your space. That is the number one thing. Very simple. Doesn't cost anything. Uh, you don't have to go out and get the most expensive organizational little bins and things like that. I think that if you just organize and declutter your space, you will just feel a huge weight off of your, your heart and your soul and off of your mind for you to, to allow you to do other and think about other things. Um, the second thing I would say is create a cohesive color palette within your home. Mm-hmm. That's a very, if you do it yourself, you don't have to hire a painter, but making a cohesive uh, home as far as color goes is a very thing you can make to your home. that doesn't cost a lot that will have huge impact. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I would say is realize your potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many times we get stuck in our own heads that, well, I, I can't afford that. So I, I can't have that. I think if we just remove that mindset, and realize our own potential, we will completely surprise ourselves.
1: You know what? You hit on so many different things there that I could keep you on this podcast for another hour (laughs) just with that, but I won't. But what I will say is the idea of decluttering and organizing um the decluttering piece is the first piece we need to do we need to edit and I love this this is what we do every time we've moved I've edited like so when I move to the next house like we have Mm -hmm. hardly anything so I get rid of so much stuff but I I agree with this and I think this also applies to just life in general is Mm -hmm. decluttering like getting rid of those negative things getting rid of the things Mm -hmm. that aren't serving you anymore Exactly. And then, and then organizing the things that do in a way mm-hmm. that works for you, that makes things more efficient. Um, that's just a great life lesson to have. Mm-hmm. So definitely adopt that one. Um, and then the second one was that color palette, the cohesiveness that makes, that makes colors work together well. And, well. and
0: there are ways, there are ways to, uh, Give your family what they want. Let's say you have a daughter who loves hot pink. Uh, you don't have to paint her. Paint room the hot wall, pink. right. There's nothing more stressful than walking down the hall and having six colors pop out into the hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, use the accents because the chances are in the next few months, she's going to change her mind and have a new favorite color. So, you know, make your home work for you, but include other things in small ways that will, you know, make it special for your family. Mm-hmm. I love that. You just give
1: such great <laughs> advice.
0: And Thank I'm you. sitting here thinking <laughs> that
1: everything that you said can be applied to so many other areas. And it just proves my point that, you know, the there are basics in life. I, I call it like there is a foundation. And um the foundation that I, I I use the term um your personal framework. Mm-hmm. And that's the things that are your strengths, your limitations, your desires, and your non negotiables. And if you look at those things like you construct four walls, right, with those four mm-hmm. things. Um if you like place those four walls around everything you do, it makes it so easy for you to have, you know create these circumstances for optimal success that I talked about earlier, because you're now working in an authentic manner. And the way I see this applying to the things that you are saying is it's, it's you loving your space, but you have to know what you love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to understand that. what living intentionally means to you. What is, what mm-hmm. are your intentions? What are those desires you have for yourself? And what are the strengths that are gonna help you achieve that? What are the limitations that could hold you back? And how can you overcome them? Right. Mm-hmm. How can you, that. how can you get the things that you want? So even though this conversation is about DIYing, it's about paint and it's about living, <laughs> loving the space you're in, a lot of the stuff I'm trying to point out in this moment that you talked about, the the concepts that you have can be applied to so many other areas. Yeah. And for sure. And and I love sharing with people in terms of the personal framework and the circumstances for optimal success, because having you on just proves what I'm saying. We're not talking about marketing right now. We're talking about, you know, home decor, you know, DIY projects and loving your space, but they all work together. And I wanted people to be able to see how you don't have to think marketing to understand The principles of being who you are and being authentic Mm -hmm. and loving the space you're in and living with
0: intention. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, having those building blocks, you know, under a good foundation of understanding who you are or the the space you want to be in, be whether it's a creative space or a marketing space Mm -hmm. or what, no matter what you're doing, I think that um, having a really strong understanding of who you are in that space is going to make a great foundation mm-hmm. for you to build upon. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to our last question.
1: And then you okay. can be rid of me, girl. You can <laughs> go back to what no you way. were doing. <laughs> Okay. So again, this podcast is called the CEO Mindset Podcast, and that stands for constantly evolving and being open to failing forward. And I always say failing forward, because like you said, at the beginning of the podcast, it's a growth opportunity. Growth Mm -hmm. means growing up, moving forward, doing better. So how do you constantly evolve and what failures do you believe have pushed you forward and helped you grow?
0: I think that, well, first of all, I love your acronym. I love your CEO mindset. I just, I think Thank that is so, so powerful and so clever. Um, so I wanted to tell you that. You. But for me, um, always learn, just always learn. There's always an opportunity for learning something,
1: no matter mm-hmm.
0: what you're doing. No, you know, everybody can say they're an expert, but even the experts, still have to learn in order to share their knowledge with people. So for me, um, I doubted myself when I first started in this space. And I was forced to learn how to do this myself. Now, when I started, there was no Google, there was no, Mm -hmm. there was no like YouTube for, Mm -hmm. you know, figuring out, you know, 15 years ago, there was none of that really, Mm -hmm. not really not in this Mm-hmm. Not the way it is now. Right. And so I doubted myself and I still do sometimes, um, which closes me off to opportunities.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, so that's, that's, you know, actually fail forward because mm-hmm. what happened when I was willing to learn something new and put myself out there for a new opportunity, I came on this podcast. <laughs> and it's not something that I, uh, you know, it's something that, because I doubted myself and my ability, like, what am I going to say? What are people going to want to hear from me? How can I be helpful to anybody? Um, I doubted myself and I was open to learning and open to growing. And then I came on this podcast and I, I found out that I can actually speak about what matters to me and think that, and I think that it can inspire other people.
1: So. Mm-hmm. I definitely know it can inspire other people. <laughs> I definitely do. And I appreciate you for being here. Amy, you have just, I mean, April, I'm sorry, you have just been a joy. Um, and I just cannot wait to see some of these projects that you have coming up and staying in contact with you because you are doing great things over there on your channel Thank and you. um on your blog. And I want everybody again, run, don't walk to April Colleen dot com right is that right that's right <laughs> and i want you to head over there and get your diy on honey because doing it yourself is the way to go you got oh, all yeah kinds, there are no reasons why you can't do it yourself i mean and that's everything from you the kitchen to the
0: <laughs> from the root to the it yourself, tutor. we're gonna do it together that's so. right that's right
1: we're gonna do it together <laughs> yeah. i think that um i need to go and see what projects you have that i can tackle because I need to do some stuff on this office situation.
0: There's so uh, much more coming. I have so much to share in 2023. So I'm really excited about what the year is going to bring.
1: Yay. All right. Yes. So you guys will be able to reach April um, in the show notes. Um, look over on my YouTube channel. Cause we're going to have some of this on video as well. But this podcast, I think is going to be very helpful for people because just the idea of living thoughtfully and living intentionally is gold. And I think Um, People are going to get a lot from the information that you shared with us today. So thank you again for being
0: here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All
1: right. Remember, whether you're the CEO of your life, profession or business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. Now, let's connect outside of this podcast. Join me in the show notes where you'll find all of my social media profile information. Be sure to follow, like, and comment and engage with me outside of this podcast. I look forward to you being with me again next week. Go out there and get your CEO mindset on.